0: Are you planning for retirement, buying a home, sending your kids to college, or looking for ways to protect your estate assets? The Simply Advised podcast connects you to trusted professionals, subject matter experts who communicate critical information in a meaningful and memorable way to guide you to make smart choices. Listen in as our experts help you handle whatever life throws your way.
1: Hello and welcome to another Simply Advised podcast Today, we're going to learn about something called the bucket strategy with financial planner, Mason Gorris, who is with InvestWise Financial. But before we dive into the nuts and bolts of our education today, I think it's important to find out a little bit about who Mason is, what makes him tick, and how he decided to go on this path. So, Mason, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your journey, my friend. How did you decide and when did you decide that being a financial planner was what you wanted to be when you grew up?
0: I always had a strong interest in investing. I actually opened up an investment account as early as I possibly could at the age of 18. But I always wanted to be a doctor, actually. I have an older brother who's a doctor and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. So that was kind of my plan going into college. But ended up making a pivot, deciding I wanted to do business, but I still wanted to help people. I wanted a job that, you know, involved me working with other people, nothing really behind the scenes. And I uncovered that financial planning is a route where, you know, I can take my interest in investing and combine that with kind of my my desire to be a doctor, to help people. So I kind of uncovered this career path. It fits me and my personality really well. That's, kind of, that's where I find myself today, now helping people not with their medical decisions, but with their financial decisions instead.
1: Magnificent. And, you know, a lot of people say that helping people make decisions of their money is as important as their spirituality and, and their health, right? So, you know, when you really look at the professional foundation that you have built as a financial planner you truly help people live a more successful life. You just do it in the world of money, but you don't just do it in the world of money, which is a little bit about what we're going to talk today, because as a financial planner invest InvestWise, you do talk a lot more than just money. How about we go on that before we jump into what the bucket strategy is?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, finances, there's such this this taboo around talking about our, our money and where we're spending our money, how we're investing, things like that. It it's no secret that even though, you know, what, what might not be important is how much money you have. It, it really definitely affects all these other aspects of life and not worrying about your money or the markets or your finances is is something that's going to help other aspects of your life too. It's not fun going to bed at night thinking that something uh, unforeseen can happen, and now you you know have to delay a vacation or something like that. So it, there are there's definitely a psychological and emotional component to what I do as well.
1: And that's leading us wonderfully right into this idea of a bucket strategy because it allows your clients ways to look at money. In different ways, which is really, really important. So let's talk about the history of the bucket strategy a little bit and why and what it is.
0: Yeah, the you know the bucket strategy's been around for decades. It's not a uh, you know it's not a brand new strategy. It's a very sound and proven strategy for kind of organizing your your money and when and how it should be invested and when you want to spend it. It. It's just a much more simplified approach to your finances. But although simplified in its kind of way of of displaying and organizing your finances, a lot goes into it. You know, investment strategies, taxes, social security, estate planning, all of that is powering this very simple and easy to understand bucket strategy. And, And to the previous point you made that this strategy when and I, I employ this with everybody uh, each and every one of my clients this allows you to kind of understand you know what buckets of money you have set up for what time periods and allows you to kind of ride out a lot of the you know market ups and downs without getting too emotional about it
1: well how many buckets are there I mean are we talking about 20 buckets are we talking about two buckets how many buckets do you usually talk to your clients about
0: yeah there's there's actually only three there's a now soon and later bucket and that that's as complicated as it needs to get three buckets
1: okay so let's talk about the now bucket because it seems to me that if you just have three buckets that each of these are probably going to have not only different investment philosophies but potentially vehicles also to ensure that the philosophy between each of these buckets are gonna work. So let, let's talk about the the now bucket. What does that look like and, and how does that work?
0: Yeah, the the now bucket is your, it's your shortest term bucket, which just means it it's the bucket that you're going to pull from first in case you need money other than what you might be earning from an employer, what you might be collecting from social security. I like to put 12 months of income in that bucket. There's kind of this rule of thumb out there that you know you need three to six months of income, but a perfect example is what what happened earlier this year with the uh, you know the pandemic and the market took quite a big dip. Since I have all my clients set up with a healthy 12 month time period of funding, they were able to just let their investments ride. They didn't have to touch them. They were going to this now bucket. Which is primarily invested in cash. It's really nothing fancy here. We just want it safe and importantly, liquid, which just means you can go in on a Tuesday and initiate a transaction to to get the money coming out that week or shortly thereafter. It's safer money, so to speak. It's not necessarily invested in the quote unquote stock market. It it might be CDs at the bank, a credit union account, It's stable and we know it's going to be, you know, there for us Uh, and it's got 12 months of funding in it.
1: That seems really smart to me because a lot of times when clients call in a panic to their financial advisor like you, it really is because something is going on today in the market. So that must change the kind of communications you get from clients when the market does experience volatility.
0: That, that's exactly right. Uh, You know, one, one thing that I do and, and I want and have to do when the market's going crazy and, you know, clients need money or start getting concerned is I, you know, I need to kind of talk them off the edge, so to speak. We know that historically one of the good strategies, if, if you have your finances arranged correctly is to just wait out some sort of market downturn. We never know how long that downturn is going to be But historically, even in some of the worst downturns, it only took a couple years, 48 to 50 months for the market to recover in many instances. So as long as you have this bucket set up, you can at least ride out. And I'll use the example again earlier this year when we had a you know big market decline for just a couple month time period. Well, I I remind clients that hey, we've got 12 months of funding set up here. So unless this market downturn lasts longer than 12 months, then we're totally covered with our now bucket. So it it helps people stay invested and not respond emotionally to what's going on in the market. We can let our plan A and strategy that we put in place from day one guide us through many, many different market situations. And we have some backup plans in place just in case there is a really long market downturn.
1: Behavioral mistakes and emotional investing are things that it has been proven, Mason, over time that the general public makes really bad decisions when it comes to their investing because they are very very reactive. And it sounds to me like this bucket strategy helps the short term emotional interactions or, or reactions of, you know, oh my God, go to cash or, oh my God, you know, why aren't we taking advantage of these opportunities? But what, what is the second bucket? Cause I get to the third bucket. Cause you t- said that was long-term money. That makes sense to me, but explain this second bucket. What is it and how does it work?
0: Yeah. The, the second bucket, we call it the soon bucket and, and it is actually the most difficult to set up. It is funding for essentially after the first year the now bucket covers the first 12 months well then we fund this soon bucket which provides 10 years worth of income again the reason why we put 10 years in there is because it just gives us some pretty good odds again to ride out a market downturn statistically over you know the history of the stock market the market is you know is not down for a 10 year time period very much it's it's very rare that if you set yourself up for 10 years worth of funding that it's going to work out you know really badly for you and put you in a bad situation so this soon bucket is 10 years worth of funding this bucket will be invested to some extent not i'll use a, a car analogy not pedal to the metal you know 100 miles an hour maybe we're driving at half capacity maybe we're going 50 miles an hour with this we, we want some growth in this bucket. The goal is we want to beat this thing called inflation, which is just the idea that our money kind of loses value over time. I always kind of plan for 2% inflation. So with the now bucket, we're okay with getting a very, very little or no return, having that sit in a bank, because our soon bucket is going to help us protect against inflation, but it's still not going to be overly aggressive. We don't want to put ourselves in a situation where, you know, this bucket's going to get cut in half in value in case something happens in the market. So we're trying to beat inflation. We're not trying to hit a home run with this. I kind of manage expectations and I say, let's just shoot for a 4 to 6% rate of return in this soon bucket and call it good. Let's take as much risk as we need to to get to that point. But then again, we can comfortably say that hey, as, as I'm retiring or approaching retirement, you know I've got enough money set up for a 10-year time period where in case something big does happen in the market, I'm not going to have to do what I consider to be one of the worst financial moves, which is pull money out of an account when the market's down. So 10 years is just a good, healthy buffer for that soon bucket.
1: So we've covered now, which is your 12 months of, of cash basically on hand. We've got The soon bucket, which gives them a 10-year pad, just in case there is a longer downturn in the market. Now, then you have the later bucket. And when people want to try to hit those home runs or put the pedal to the metal, is is this where they have the ability to do that, Mason? Because, you know, so much media is out there talking about, well, the S&P is blankety-blank today and the Dow is blankety-blank. You know, people hear this stuff or Facebook or Tesla is way up. You know, I, I think people want to be able to participate in the market. Do you have one of these buckets that allow them to participate?
0: Yes, and, and you're exactly right. That is the later bucket. And, you know, the, the later bucket's probably the easiest to solve for because w- whatever you don't need in the now or soon bucket can get put in that later bucket. And now you can drive closer to 100 miles an hour. You've got 10 years in case something happens. You've got 10 years covered and subsequently 10 years to let that later bucket accumulate as well. You know, we all we all want the most return and to your point when you see the news coming out about the S&P and stuff like that, it doesn't make us feel good if we're only getting 5% but other people are out there making 20, right? Well, you can make those larger returns in the later bucket or at least give yourself the opportunity by investing that money more growth oriented so you still feel like you're participating in the good market upturns but you're also doing it in a very smart way you have some money set aside again in that now and soon bucket to where if if things don't go according to plan you know if you invest in in a stock or some sort of very growth oriented you know mutual fund or something and and something goes sideways. Well, your now and soon bucket are, are going to really help you uh, in that situation. And your later bucket, although it it fluctuates more than the now and soon, that that's your longer term money. You're not going to need all of your money or all of your four hundred one k or wherever you have your money saved. You're not going to need that all within the first ten years, or at least I'd hope you don't. So you can still you know, I don't want to say swing for the fences, but you can still remain growth oriented in that later bucket, capture some of that market upside potential, and also do things in this later bucket. Like think about, you know, maybe some legacy planning or something. If you really want somebody to inherit some money someday, put that in your later bucket, your your physical and mental later bucket and, and invest it. Maybe a little more growth-oriented. If it's not for you, for your now and soon bucket, keep that in the later bucket for, for down the road.
1: How hard is it, since you've been doing this for a while, I mean, how hard is it to help your clients switch those mental gears and look at it in a compartmentalized way like this? I mean, does do people just look at you and they're like, oh, Mason, this totally makes sense. I'm 100%. Or is this something that you have to train your clients over time to, cons- to continue to think in the siloed approach?
0: I think the beauty of this strategy versus you know, me just plugging things into a software and you know showing the client something really confusing, the beauty is that it, it makes intuitive sense Okay. Yeah. Segment the money, you know, now, soon, and later, those are easy terms to remember, but you definitely still have to train the, you know, emotional and psychological part of your brain. And, And specifically when the market is going down, it's like, you know, a lot of people, their strategy goes out the window. They just want to move everything into cash. And that's what takes some training and some managing of, me managing clients' expectations, but also everybody just managing, you know, their own expectations and emotions around their money. I go back to this strategy in tough situations, like really just, you know, market downturns when things aren't looking so great. And I reassure people that, hey, we've got these buckets set up. We planned for this to happen. You might see the, the quote unquote market or the, you know, these market uh, S&P 500 or Dow, that might be down 30%, but you're not down 30% in your now bucket. You know, you might not be uh, down that much in your soon bucket because we weren't driving that fast or, or trying to swing for the fences. You may be down that much in your later bucket, but again, that, that's your long-term bucket. We've got time for that to recover. So it, it definitely does take some training. It takes a couple inevitable market downturns. And a great example, again, earlier this year, where this was the first time that with some of my clients, we built this bucket strategy and they were actually seeing it kind of put to the test and it really worked out beautifully. I think for a lot of their their emotions, because they were able to see on paper, here's my strategy. I see that I have enough money set aside. Yes, I understand my later bucket is down quite a bit as is the whole market, but uh, you know it, it looks like I'm covered. You know, Thank you for reassuring me. Thank you for putting this plan in place.
1: Mason, I've always found it fascinating that people say, well, I have lost 30%. And using the bucket strategy, especially when you're talking about this later bucket, they haven't actually realized any losses because you're keeping that money in the market, in the bucket, in hopes that it will recover which historically we know i mean that the market generally does recover and go up over time right i mean since really the beginning of the markets right so do you have to do that is that part of your educational process and explaining what what you know an actual loss is compared to what they're seeing on television
0: it 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 is yeah and you're you're exactly right you know you you a lot of people, you know, you might see the value of your account go down, but you got to understand you have the potential to make that back. And as long as you have some money in your later bucket, still growth oriented, that, that later bucket will help bring that value of the portfolio back. So you really haven't experienced a an actual loss, unless you were to move everything into cash, and now you're now you're out of the market with zero opportunity to make that back up. So, you, you're you're exactly right. Again, you know you, the the beauty of this strategy is that you've got these buckets set up, invested differently, so you can always kind of mentally tell yourself, "Oh, okay, the market is you know going really well. Well, great, my later buckets capturing some of that growth." oh, the market's going really bad. Well, well, great, my now and soon bucket were built for this reason. You, you can always participate in the ups and downs. And you're exactly right, Matt. The market does go up and down. We, we've seen that you know, many times over the past couple of years, end of 2008 beginning of 2009, end of 2018, beginning of this year. It, it's expected that we're gonna get some big you know, ups and downs this strategy just allows us to kind of cover all angles without going all in to to one strategy
1: and i want to talk about that because this is where a lot of your competition talks about how they want to keep you 100% liquid and when clients apply pressure to advisors To get out of the market, I mean, advisors generally have to oblige because they haven't set up this bucket strategy. When you have clients come in and talk about other financial planning and investment management strategies, how easy is it for you to overcome those as not necessarily as beneficial to them when you look at somebody's portfolio and you talk to them about what they want to be when they retire? Help us with that
0: a lot of people when they come to me they they already have financial advisors and things might be going okay they might be getting decent returns but they might be missing out on something looking for something a little different at the beginning of our conversation you mentioned that you know I don't just focus on investments and that and that's true and that's why I build these bucket strategies because some of the things that I'm looking for are how do we solve for our social security decisions and what are some tax ideas that we might want to, you know, consider and consult with our CPA on. There's no one right way, I will say, to invest your money. There's a bunch of different types of investments and strategies that, that will work. But why I like to educate people on the bucket strategy is because it there's something comforting about it in, in its ease of understanding. I used to plug things into the computer and print out you know complicated reports and try and explain that you know those to my my clients and I found that converting over to this much easier way to understand your finances and by by no means I guess lacking in value or thought or strategy, I've just found this resonates with people, and and at the end of the day, I, I am employed and hired by people as an advisor to to give advice, put myself in their shoes, display you know pros and cons, just make, allow my clients to one, either trust the recommendation that I'm providing or me empower them to ultimately make their own decision. So you're, you're right. If, if somebody calls up to liquidate their account, I first want to revisit the bucket strategy, try and assure them that you know I think that this might not be the best thing to do for X, Y, Z reason. But at the end of the day, my clients are always in the driver's seat and I will always honor what they want to do, what they want to invest in. I'm just here to throw the kitchen sink at it, so to speak, and give them all the tools and and my abilities to, to give them the information, you know, to make good and comfortable decisions.
1: There are many advisors out there, Mason, who love the complexity of their strategy. And they use all sorts of, you know, acronyms and words and big words and industry jargon to make themselves come across as being better. Than other financial services professionals. But what I'm hearing from you is overcomplicated doesn't mean better. If I don't understand how my money's invested, then I can't really truly participate in my investment decisions. Can I?
0: That That's such a great point, Matt. And in, investing is, even though there's so many different types of investments out there, there's like over 20,000 mutual funds. There, there's definitely a lot of Decisions to make, but in, investing is it's not rocket science. I really try and combat all the all that industry jargon. And I really want my clients to know what, what we're going to do here and, and the decisions and strategies we're going to make. It, it's nothing that you know you realistically can't do yourself, to be honest. the the clients want me to do it for them. And there's something about that, that human interaction and being able to talk through the strategy with somebody, but what, what I'm doing is I, I don't want it to seem super complicated because what I find is that when, when clients, and then I've learned this from people, you know, talking to me and coming to my office, when, when, People are confused by what the advisor's saying, and it just seems like, you know, they they can't grasp their head around it. What those individuals end up doing is nothing. They they make no changes. Even if the change is really needed, they, they're, they're paralyzed by the information. So I want to simplify it, make this a really easy to understand process and show clients, hey, here's here's how your current now, soon, and later bucket is set up. And here's in order to you know provide for the now bucket, 12 months of funding, the soon bucket, 10 years of funding. These are the tweaks we need to make. It makes it so much easier. Rather than me just saying, invest all your money with me, I'm going to do all these complicated things, blah, blah, blah. I don't like to fix what isn't broken. There's a lot of times clients will come to me and there, there's a portion of their portfolio that fits really nicely in one of these buckets, and it's, it's been doing totally fine, well, great. Let's leave it there, and let's just rebalance you to build these buckets so no matter what happens, we're, we're covered.
1: What should I have asked you about the bucket strategy that I haven't asked you before we wrap up today's podcast?
0: I think one, one good question, and I, and I get this sometimes, and I really appreciate the question when people ask me why did I decide to use this strategy versus other ones that are out there or or versus, you know, using a software or something like that? And not only does this kind of way of this bucket plan, bucket strategy, not, not only is it really easy to understand, but I find that actually more thought and more analysis on my part goes into building these buckets than I think what goes into plugging your numbers into an online software. What I mean by that and some specific examples are in some of these softwares online that a lot of advisors might use, it's really just, it's kind of cash flow based, which just means all all that's being done is you're plugging, you know, here's how much is in my 401k, here's how much income I need. And the software is just trying to determine if you're going to run out of money. In, in your 80s, or if you're going to make it till age 105 with your money. I find that, okay, that, that's good and important to know. And I do that behind the scenes when building this bucket plan. But people want to know how everything comes together. You know, okay, yeah, I'm invested correctly, but where does Social Security come into play? And if I'm going to collect Social Security, what does that mean for my investments? can I be taking more risk or or move more money into my later bucket if I do collect social security? Cause I don't need that much money around anymore. Well, those are great questions that I find aren't easily solved by looking at the outputs of a computer software, but they're easier solved in this now bucket. And it's, it just makes it again, so much easier uh, on, you know, the emotional side to have something this simple in place but also this this powerful and such a kind of a you know a time tested strategy as well.
1: Mason, if somebody wants to find out a little bit more about how they can implement the bucket strategy into their long term retirement plan, what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
0: Yeah, you know, I'd say my business Facebook page actually. There's a, an appointment tab on there. It's got all my contact info too. And if you if everybody just searches Mason Goris hyphen invest wise, financial, I'll show right up and you can get in contact with me through that. I never charge for, for first appointments. I think that that's something that's so important because people don't know what they need or what they don't know or what their concerns are. So the first step is always just talking, getting to know each other. And then we can you know discuss further about actually building a bucket plan as well.
1: And make sure that you follow him on facebook also because mason is consistently sharing great information so that you can make better investment decisions mason thank you very much for being on the show
0: thanks matt thanks for having me really enjoyed the time
1: this is matt halloran and for the simply advised podcast we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon
0: thank you for listening to the simply advised podcast Click on the link to subscribe to our podcast and learn more about how we can help you become more confident and informed about your financial choices. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. InvestWise Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. 3883 Telegraph Road, Suite 204,
1: Bloomville Hills, Michigan, 48302.